Welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a very, very special guest, Reverend Kathy Duplantis. Some of you know her ministry worldwide and her husband, uh, Jesse Duplantis. But uh, Kathy's going to be with me today and we're going to be talking about her new book. She has six books, but this is her latest. And the uh, the name of it is You Are Designed for Glorious Living right there. Um, a wonderful book. And you'll enjoy us talking about it because we can go into a little more detail. But if you're not familiar with Kathy Duplantis, she is the COO, the Chief Operation Officer of Jesse Duplantis Ministries, her husband. She's editor of the monthly magazine, which is quite quite an in-depth magazine. If you've seen it before, you know what I'm talking about. And then she is also the senior pastor of the church there at Covenant Church. It's a suburb of New Orleans. And I've been in her church several times, some of her glorious meetings, and they are wonderful meetings. I I highly recommend her meetings, especially if you're a pastor's wife. Um, Sometimes I think as pastor's wives, and I am one, um, we don't get the breaks that we need to really go and just sit in a meeting, relax and enjoy the presence of God and the teaching Many times if we're in our own churches, we're thinking about the nursery or we're thinking about the the music or uh, the greeters. And, you know, so many other things are distracting us from hearing the word. So uh, I encourage you to go to her uh, women's meetings. It will really build you up and um, be a blessing to you and probably the women in your church as well. So she is the senior pastor there for the last five years. And we get to talk a little bit about that, too. I think you'll be inspired by her today. So uh, listen to it and then call your friends and tell them about it as well. God bless you. Hello and welcome to Women of Substance today. I have a very special friend, uh, Reverend Kathy Duplantis here with me and I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so excited too. It's been a wonderful blessing just thinking about it. Can't wait. <laughs> well, you're such a mighty woman of God. And just I just have enjoyed your teaching through the years. And of course, we're going to talk about one of your books today. You have six books, but this the latest one. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. But I did want to say um, publicly, of course, that, you know, you I just admire you. So your teaching is excellent. The first time I ever heard you teach, Kathy, was in Panama City. And you had come over, this was years ago, you came over to the uh, Marina Civic Center downtown and had a meeting there. And I thought, oh, she is so good. And then um, then later on, you know, through the years, of course, I heard you and enjoy your glorious women's meetings now, too. But also, I wanted to mention and tell uh, the audience that um, after our disaster in Panama City with Hurricane Michael, the Category 5 hurricane, uh, you were the first one to call me. And it just touched my heart so much that you called and said, can we do anything to help you? And we want to send an offering. And you did. You sent a very generous offering to help our church because, you know, at that time I was single and pastoring Mm -hmm. and our church was destroyed. My home was destroyed. You know, everything. You know how it is because, you know, about hurricanes. We've gone through those things. In fact, last year, Hurricane Ida came right on top of us. And uh, I know exact. I knew more than most people what you were going through. So my yeah. heart went out to you. So glad to have been a, some help to you oh, there during that time. I really appreciate it. And 
you know, you're, you're just so personable. You called me yourself to encourage me. And I just wanted to thank you publicly for that. It just meant so much to me. Well, Scarlett, you've always been such a special woman to me as well. Every time I've seen you, has been full of the joy of the Lord, so kind and so gracious. I know that you've been preaching the gospel yourself for so many years. You've been a blessing to so many, and, and I count it an honor to be your friend. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we do have something in common. We both got saved watching Billy Graham on TV. <laughs> Is that something? Um, really? Was, yeah. My, yeah. Back in 1973, I'm getting close to 50 years. It, it stuck. <laughs> it was wonderful. Well, I was eight years old, but I, I'll never forget the moment where you know, he gave the altar call, you know, and, and I got born again watching him. How much it was such a blessing watching that Billy Graham on uh, YouTube recently and how every time I watch it, it's been such a great blessing. It, but the messages that Billy Graham preaches are just timeless. Yes. And the same things that worked on my heart years ago are still out there on, on YouTube. It's such a blessing to hear all that God's doing and, and, and can do. And, and it changed my life forever. You know, I wasn't even really thinking about God when I turned on that TV that day, because at that time I was a young mother. Uh, my daughter was about a year and a half old, and we just we lived in hotel rooms because my husband was a nightclub entertainer. And he was away doing a rock show uh, for the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were in a little hotel nearby. Uh, we had a nice little one-bedroom one this time instead of just a one-room hotel room. But I remember not trying to get my baby to go to, go to sleep, or she was a year and a half old. But it was trying to—it was nighttime, and so uh, I didn't have a rocker, so I'm rocking her on the bed. Of course, in those days, the TVs didn't have the remote. It was a long right. time ago, 1973. Yeah. And so whatever came on, I don't know what I was was watching, but at some point Billy Graham came on and I continued to watch. And I remember just it touching my heart and changing me so much. I remember praying the prayer and just weeping before the Lord. Jesse says that when he came home that night, I was still weeping, apparently, because he says he touched the doorknob and knew something was different. He came in through the door and said, what are you crying for? You know, my baby asleep by that time. and I'm still sobbing and just being touched by the Holy Spirit. Just so powerful. And, yeah. you know, before that point, I never ever thought about God one way or the other. I was just indifferent, just coasting yeah. in my own little life. No big hardship. We didn't have financial issues like nothing. I mean, we, we just I was just coasting. It's the Lord yeah. just invaded my heart. And I remember I told him I was watching Billy Graham. And I got saved. And and he said, don't watch Billy. <laughs> he just <laughs> could see his whole life coming different, going in a different direction. But it radically changed me. And I began praying for him. And about almost two years later, he prayed the same sinner's prayer watching Billy Graham on TV, but we were in another city in Boston, Massachusetts, and it totally oh. changed our life forever. Praise it's God. It's been awesome. That's, that's in the book, that testimony. You mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that Yeah. in, in this book. And also, um, you know, I, I did want to mention I, uh, that you're, of course, the chief operation officer, also the editor of the magazine there. These are huge, huge jobs. Oh, and then senior pastor also. But in the book, you talked about when you started out, you, I guess Jody was in school and then you had eight babies to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Jody, <laughs> I, well, there were eight children. I had like my own little daycare business. Uh, when, when we were traveling, Jody didn't have any kids around her. So I loved having kids around her once I stopped traveling and we moved down in my hometown in Homa. And I had this little daycare business that I just brought kids into the house. And uh, I ended up having eight of them. I did that for about four years. The first few years of our of our ministry, in fact, Jesse would go off uh, 
on a, usually on a Saturday or a Sunday, and he'd take off and go for about three or four days, and five days sometimes, and I'd be by myself there with all the little kids. <laughs> and in the very beginning, actually, we didn't even have another car. We had one car between the two of us, so I would have to make sure I had all the menus together and uh, prepare for the kids while he's going. Because, of course, I had family nearby. If I had an emergency or problem, something would, someone would always be able to help me. But uh, so I created all the menus and fed them for, you know, they'd come in at like 7 o'clock and leave at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. And so Jody liked, was, at that point, Jody was, my daughter was like four years old. We only had one child. And so she loved having the kids at some point. Then after a while, she said, Mama, get these kids out my room. <laughs> so I had a lot of those kids, but only only kept one that was an infant at a time because there was and I'd potty trained a whole lot of kids in my life (laughs) but I had fun because you know when I was growing up and as I was in high school before I got married I really wanted to be an elementary school teacher so Jesse was so opposite from me but I still also here was I had my own little school (laughs) I remember (laughs) teaching them the word of God telling them Christian songs to sing and praying for them and so it was a really uh, a wonderful thing to do it was a good time in my life Great memories. Well, what impressed me, too, when I read it was that you said when you lay them down for a nap, you'd start on your magazine, you know, (laughs) writing the magazine. I thought, oh, bless her heart. Everything we did, I did the first, the created the first products that we had, which were cassette tapes back then. I remember I had this roll, like a toilet toilet paper roll of of labels that were blank. They had our imprint of our ministry name. And I would type the name of the sermon on because I made up his packages of his sermons, the four packs and the different ones like that, or made out a, 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 a sheet of paper listing the sermon titles as he was going. You know, I started the first mailing list. I think back all the hats that I wore in the ministry, things I weren't, I wasn't, was not qualified to do. God just helped me to do them and because I knew it needed to be done. And he gave me the anointing and the, the desire to even do it, you know, yeah. but I would, we had a borrowed typewriter that we that was under the bed when the children would nap, put them down for naps. I'd pull the typewriter out. I remember typing the, the what we call confirm letters, confirming to the churches that he was going to be coming uh, oh. to their meeting. You know, I was like the booking agent. I was the <laughs> product person. The fine, I mean, I wore every hat. But I'm glad to relinquish those hats and give them to my other team. Oh. People, the rest of my team that's here now, we probably have about 90 on staff here in the U.S. Oh. office. and But they're mm-hmm. a great help to me. And they're so wonderful. Your staff is just amazing. They're so polite yeah, on the phone. I meant to tell you that earlier. Thank <laughs> you. Very I kind. I like hearing that. They're, they're yeah. a blessing. <laughs> so uh, tell us about your new book, You're Designed for Glorious Living. Well, you know, I just think that it's so important for people to know that, that God created them from the inside out and that he had a great purpose for their life. And, you know, so often of We're surrounded by people who tell us what we can't do, but the word of God is filled with promises and of things we can do. And so each each chapter here, many of some of these chapters were at one point were articles in my magazine that I'm the editor of. And some of these I pulled in and added to it because over the years I've just seen how God has wanted us to do amazing things like this one chapter I'm looking at now. It's chapter 10 means don't be ordinary, be amazing. That comes from a sermon the Lord gave me many years ago about these amazing women. And these were the women who uh, saw Jesus after the resurrection. And they uh, were going to the to the men with a message. And the Bible says that the, the women had a message that amazed them. Well, they had told them that Jesus had rose from the dead. And that was an astounding, I think one translation says. But I said, I'm an amazing woman. And we have a message that needs to be shared and needs to be related. 
you know, and we remembered all these things are so important. So uh, that's why I just felt like it's important to get all these messages together to encourage people and build them up. And each chapter is pretty much a standalone, could be almost be a Bible study for someone and encourage them to live the glorious life that God really came for us to live. He wants us to be free from pain and sickness, free from debt, free and, and help heal our relationships as well. There's so many, it's just no limits to what God can do through us if we just believe his word. Yeah. And one of the chapters about dreams and visions, I really enjoy too, because you talk about a little bit about Mary and how she believed and then she pondered and then she acted on, you know, there are those steps that we can take to obtain the desires and the dreams that God's put in our heart. And uh, I like the way that you talk a little bit about, you know, there's a part for us to do, though. We have to obey what he's saying to us if we're going to achieve those things. And uh, that meant a lot to me. I think it's so good that, you know. And it's, you know, I've I've known that when dreams come to us, like the word of God, it comes in a seed form. And Mm -hmm. when when we meditate on the word and the promise, and then search out the word and different promises that he has given us that apply to that, whether it's say maybe someone has a dream to be healed and whole. Well, you look through the scriptures and find out all the places where Jesus has, where he healed people or promises that you would be healed and, and continue to meditate on that. That's the pondering. Yeah. So Mary had that word that, that she would conceive God's son. She pondered on it, kept it in her heart and kept mm-hmm. thinking about that. And that propelled her forward but first she had to do something like you said she had to say let it be unto me even as you've said she believed it but she and she spoke it but she continued to ponder on it she pondered on things throughout his life as he grew up i'm sure but you know it was it's it's inspiring to think about the life that she led and and the calling that she had and stepped up to it at at great risk to her life yeah but she had she looked at something eternal and it made yes. the difference. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and then um, another part I really liked, you said it's easy, like um, with a vision or a dream, you said it's easy to get excited about the beginning and it's easy at the end, but it's in the middle, you know, the middle part, <laughs> that middle part, you really have to, you said, stay stirred up. And I thought that was powerful because uh-huh. I know that to be true in my life. But some people, I think they give up too easily they on do, a dream. You know. That's why it's so important to be connected with people of like precious faith that, you know, that when you share your dream with someone, they're going to hook up with you and and help you to go forward with it rather than roll their eyes or or make, you know, try to give you discouragement, Mm -hmm. discourage you with their example of maybe where it didn't work for them. But yeah. when, when I, I like to just get in the word and see, read Bible stories of how, what impossible things that God did in the, in the word of God, but also connect with people who have walked the same path that we have. I remember years ago when I, uh, our minister is growing, we connected with the Kenneth and Gloria Copeland and they had opened their ministry to us so, because it was so important for me to be able to get with people that have like precious faith. So I was yes. so uh, honored that they would open up and take the time. So I walked through every different departments. I remember sitting in the office of Gloria Copeland's sister, Missy. She was editor of the magazine too. And she's looking through the magazine and saying, oh, I can see your schedule. Because in, in one page of the magazine, I always had Jesse's schedule. We called it Jesse's Travels. And and she says, I'm noticing you travel, how busy you are. And, and you should, you know, y'all really need an airplane, she said. When we were believing for one for years, by this time, probably over 10 years. 
but we were always around people who would always roll their eyes or they couldn't believe with us because this was bigger than them. But it yeah. was our dream. It wasn't theirs. But still, we, we, it was important to connect with people that could believe with yeah, you for sure. the things that you needed. So even then, when she said, uh, Missy said, y'all really need an airplane. And we had already been on believing for that. But we said an answer which we thought was sounded good, but she wasn't impressed because we said, well, yeah, we know that we do. But, you know, we're ever all, all the extra money that we get. We're putting it on additional airtime because we really have a vision to to spread the gospel through television. And we've been on TV by that time, maybe six or seven years and continuing to expand. She says, well, why don't you just do both? And all of a sudden, the, a light went off and I thought, you know, we really haven't been around anybody that said, why don't you do both? <laughs> and just, and all of a sudden, the faith for that just dropped in our heart. I said, yeah, we can do both. Within a year, we had the aircraft. Oh, and because the traveling s- schedule was so intense, See, already yeah. at that point, a lot of people don't realize this, but at that point, he was in the ministry like 18 years uh, before we got the first aircraft. And he was traveling on the airlines and, hit, you know, just following that along. And the hubs had just come in and made it even more difficult to get where you needed to go. And so yeah. we began to be around people who, who inspired us to dream that you can uh, achieve your dream. And yes. so we did receive that that aircraft. And since then, we've had two or three others. And, you know, we've either given them away or sold them and, and upgraded and that's wow. helped us to do everything that we're called to do. But we don't have to just do one thing. No. I, I love thinking that God wants has. In fact, I've realized God has given me many different things to do over the years. Yeah. And I've compared it to a, a stove. I don't know if, what your stove looks like. But the stove, when I first got this revelation that I had in that, that house was a five burner stove. It had four and then the big one in the middle. Then I had an oven. So I'd say, well, there are some things, some dreams in my heart that's like on simmer. And there's others that are on medium. Others are on high, and i got to watch them real close. And then, But there's a whole lot of things going on, and I'm creating a lot of heat. You and see, so- I have a lot of things going on, and in, in spiritually speaking, and that's why i got to mm-hmm. stay with it. Some things require more attention. Other yeah. things I can back off for it for a while. But I've realized that God doesn't have a shortage of things that he wants to do. And, yeah. and there's no limit if we just let him do it. So he, right now, I still have multiple things going on. I have multiple things on my plate. I'm the senior pastor, editor yeah. of the magazine, chief operating officer for the ministry. Plus, I do television programs with Jesse. And we've launched increased things that we're doing on, on our uh, social media platform in the last couple of years. Has In fact, we've gotten like over 46 million different views since we increased our, our platform because people are watching and we're ke- picking up new people. So it's, it's been fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So there's no shortage of dreams and visions that God wants to fulfill in our lives. And Brother Jesse does the uh, meetings also there at your church about uh, visions and dreams. and Yes, uh, yes. he does an, an annual visionary conference. We do visionary. it in the summer, in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I um, think you and your husband have come to those. Didn't you all come to one of those? We, no, we haven't been. But oh, that was the glorious come. meetings. Yeah. yeah, the glorious meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's just so important. I think it's vital for, for to have a vision and dream. And like you were just saying, being around those who encourage that instead of discourage you. And that's really important, isn't it? <laughs> it is so important. Otherwise, you're like, you know, you can get it yourself in the Bible and you can go somewhere. But it's so much more. Uh, it's easier to get where God wants you to go if you connect with people of like precious faith. Yes. You can hook up with somebody that you can believe with. In fact, there's a God wants us to connect together. A lot of people yes. tend to separate, think they can do it individually. But 
God really wants us to connect with one another and stir each other up and yeah. speak into, I, I like the, someone has said it, like you breathe mouth to mouth resuscitation into your dream. You get it from God's mouth straight into your heart, but you need to speak it too. And yeah. we need to be speaking into other people's vision. It's important that we inspire and encourage others, especially that next generation. I just love seeing the next generation of young women come up and be excited about God and get out there and, and, and just preach when do what God's called them to do. And I just exactly. love it. Oh, I do too. And then one other thing, I know we could talk all day. Cause this is a great book. <laughs> but Thank you. I, I really um, thought about uh, when you were talking about some traps of the enemy and trying to discourage a dream or a vision or whatever God's put in your heart to do your desire. And one is that trap of offense. And this is the definition you put the name of the part of a trap to which bait is attached. Hence the trap or the snare itself is the offense. Isn't that wild? And um, I think that, you know, there's, there's just things we have to, to, to let go and so we can move forward. (laughs) That's true. It's a plan of the enemy to stop what God's plan for our lives. So we can't be caught up in those traps, you know, the enemy's always throwing roadblocks in front of us or traps. And uh, we have to just be wise to his tactics and don't fall for that. Wise yeah. up and just uh, learn to release that. Don't hold on to it. You know, yeah. the many, many uh, years ago when our first, Justin, our first started in the ministry, he would, we would go to a place and he would preach and he would sing and do all the things that he did. And people were impressed or they liked it. And they'd come up to me and so say things like, Kathy, so what do you do? Well, I didn't play the piano. I didn't do the usual things that ministers wives did. So, you know, the enemy could have used that to just condemn me and make me feel bad. I remember this time I told this to this one woman, well, I I don't sing or play the piano because that's what she was expecting to hear. I thought, well, she looked very disappointed. So I just looked at her straight in the face. Well, I say, I can see that you're disappointed. But I took tap dancing when I was a little girl. Maybe I could dance a few steps for you. I was real sarcastic and I shouldn't have said that, but I just, I just resented the way she talked to me. And so Jesse looked, pulled me away. And said, I can't take you anywhere. And, you know, it's just, we have had a few things like that. Uh, yeah. That was just a person at a church. But one time he brought me to, I went to a minister's conference with him and the first minister's conference we went to. And I was so excited to be able to go because I had to arrange to, for someone else to watch the children, those eight kids that I watched every day. I had to believe for the clothes to go there because I, I wanted to look nice for this a minister's conference. And so we go there and Jesse did a, he, they let him go up and say a few things about his testimony and sing a song. Afterwards, a man came up to me, an older gentleman, pretty much asked me the same question. So it says, oh, Kathy, what do you do? And so I said the same thing. You know, I really don't, uh, I support my husband in the ministry, uh, but I don't sing or play the piano or anything like that. He looked really disappointed and I just was shocked. I didn't expect it to come from him, but he says, well, I have some advice for you. And so I said, okay, well, he said, well, you really need to learn to play the accordion so that you can support, help your husband in the ministry. He told me, <laughs> I couldn't believe I was in shock, you know, uh, but I've been behind Jesse all from the beginning. He's, you know, just supporting him. In fact, I often tell him that I knew he was called before he did. And, and, I, and, you know, he's been consistent with it. I've been saying this a little bit lately because it's, he's every, I would tell him to do something. His first answer is usually, no, we're not doing that. I want to get saved and be like, I'm not called to the ministry. Okay. Uh, first it's no, then it's, well, maybe, maybe we'll do it. Then the third one is, okay, let's do it. The fourth one is, I'm so glad I thought of that. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> we're a great team. 
together. But I, I remember that man when he told me I needed a, to get a learn to play the accordion. It's just laughable. Someone later gave me a, a little cartoon that had uh, someone going up into heaven and people would hand them the harps if you were going to heaven. If you were going to hell, you got a, an accordion. <laughs> so, so I keep that little cartoon in a frame on my desk. It's a, it's a fun memory for me to remind me to never get discouraged. There's always going to be people that come up to you to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, to try to pull you off track. And if we would stay focused on that, it would pull us away from God's plan for our lives, but God has a great plan. And there's always, even if you mess up, even if it's maybe you just blew it, you know, I've, I've been at a church where I went to the bathroom and my skirt was in my pantyhose and I didn't want to ever see anybody again. (laughs) I tell that story too. That would make you want to just fall, want to fall in a cave. It inspired me for a book I wrote called how to behave in a cave. As I said, where's, where's a deep, dark cave when you really want it, you know, but I've I've messed up from time to time with little silly things like that that would make me want to just shrink away from being around anybody, let alone being in front of people on a platform preaching the gospel. Right. But I've just learned to 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 put that aside and to not let that be a trap, yeah. an offense to yeah. to uh, pull me back from God's plan for my life. And and I've just continued to go forward. And He's always reinforced and helped me and helped me to stay on track. And well, I thank Him for that. Well, we sure are glad because you have really ministered to so many of us. And I thank God for you and for your husband and for your church there. It's, uh, I'm just so interested and fascinated with you being the senior pastor. And did you ever dream that you would be the, the pastor of the church? No, well, no, I had the dream for the church when it began 25 years ago in 1997. The Lord put the division for it on my heart, but I was uh, helping Jesse grow the ministry. I was, you know, we were traveling a lot more. So I felt like the Lord wanted us to have a local church. So we brought a senior pastor in that someone had been pastoring for uh, 30 years, who was actually on our board at the time. And he helped us to launch it. He was there for about 12 years. And then I had a few changes in between there after he moved on some other, we had two or three others. And at that last change, I felt like, you know, five years ago, I needed to, uh, I didn't feel like I wanted to bring anyone else in. And so the Lord led me to, just, I, I call it stepping into my yes. And I said <laughs> yes to it. <laughs> and and it's been wonderful. I, I love the local church and we've, uh, I, I just believe like I stepped into my yes because God was, I felt like God was calling me to step into the role as senior pastor. And in fact, Jesse gave me a word when we were at another church. It's actually Keith Butler's church in Detroit, Michigan. And we were, I was with him on a, on a meeting when he was preaching there. He turned on and gave me a word how God was going to show me what to do with that church because he put it on my heart. Yes, it was launched in my heart in 1997, and we brought those pastors to come in. But uh, it's, and I was glad that this was my season to step in, and it's been amazing. I have a great team that helps me. I have a, a care pastor, a youth pastor, a children's pastor, a connect pastor, and a worship pastor. And my sister Christine is my secretary, helps me to keep things moving. But we just love people, and, and God's given me some new things to do to grow the church and. We've stepped in recently. We just started something called Next Steps Class, and which is a, a class that I've done actually on a video on this same set here. This is my Studio C that was built uh, debt-free about uh, two years ago. And then I, so I recorded something here, which is what we show in a video in our Next Steps Class for the church, which is sharing the history, the beliefs, and the vision of the church in a small amount of time. So anybody that's wanting to come to the church new needs to see this. So whether I'm in the pulpit somewhere else or uh, or out of town, we can always keep consistent sharing what's going on in the church and get oh, things, people on the right foot. 
Yeah, that's so important. Well, it's a great church and it's beautiful. And I love going there. And um, uh, of course, your husband is a tremendous minister and ministered so many things to us over the years, too. And we we honor him today, too. Um, but I really encourage people to get this book and 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 probably the others, too, that you've written, because there's such a gift on you for teaching. And, and I love the way you flow in the spirit, too, by the way. It's beautiful. Awesome. But, um, you know, when the, when you're a teacher, you uh, you write so well. And I think it's um, just that line upon line that you can really mm-hmm. take a book like yours. And like you said, teach it in your women's groups or in your you know mm-hmm. Bible school or wherever. So I encourage people to get it. And thank you so much, Kathy, for doing this interview with me. Oh, and so again, much. I've had fun. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Well, it means a lot to me, and I sure love you, and God bless you. God bless you, and thanks. God bless everybody that's watching today as well. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today, and again, I want to encourage you to get Kathy's book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, just a wonderful teaching. It will encourage you, and um, you know, lately, especially, I've just really been teaching a lot about visions and dreams and letting the Holy Spirit lead your life and guide Uh, you in these areas because you don't want to waste time. I I believe Jesus is coming soon and you want to get on with what he's called you to do and assigned you to do. So this book will help you obtain those dreams and those visions that God's given you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.